This is Dear Hallmark. Each week, I'll bring you reviews of your favorite Hallmark movies and TV shows. So grab a drink and let's see what we're getting into with this episode. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hi, everyone. My name is Dara. This is Dear Hallmark, and we are to talk about not some Hallmark Channel stuff. We're visiting our cousins over at Up TV, and we're going to be talking about a movie called The Engagement Plot. And it stars one of our very own, who is, I'm so grateful that she's in the home of Dear Hallmark today. You know her, the Jack Attack herself, the Mystery Maven sister, Apple Jacks. Y'all, please welcome Jacqueline Collier. To the home of their homework. I love you so much. Dara, I love you so much. And thank you for continually letting me come over to your home. I love being invited. I love inviting myself. Yes. Just opening the door and coming on in. You officially have like fridge privileges now in the house. You can just go into the fridge whenever you want. You don't have to ask. You're not a guest. You're officially family. Like, I feel like this, this interview has solidified your fridge privileges. Do you think we're at the level yet? Maybe next time that I'm at the level where I shower and I already know where the towels are. Oh, that- I think, yes, I, I agree. Next I would time. say your next movie. <laughs> because <laughs> this is getting booked. You guys, the reason why Jax is here, she is starring in Up TV's newest movie that's coming out August 21st, The Engagement Plot. Jax, like, what is going on? Talk to us, like... How are you? You're in this new movie. Tell us what's going on. So I'm incredibly excited and grateful to be in the engagement plot. No joke. Four years, ever since I've met Rachel Boston, I was a fan of hers before I knew her. Mm-hmm. And I have been saying to anyone who will listen, her, I would email Hallmark execs. I would email directors, writers, and I would pick stitch our photos side by side together and say I want to play her little sister in a movie I want to be her best friend I want to be her cousin I was I've always wanted to work with Rachel Boston and she's just the kindest sweetest person and she would say really sweet things to me like after um, the first Christmas con in like 2019 I posted a photo of the two of us and she's like you're my sister and I was like yes please <laughs> please let's be in a movie together um so the to get the opportunity to play Rachel Boston's best friend in a movie and then become her real life friend was honestly just a complete dream come true I love that you I feel like the whole team is winning here you know what I mean (laughs) I'm celebrating with you on this that is that is fantastic. So let's let's take it back. Let's uh wind up the fishing pole here a little bit and talk to us about what made you want to get into acting? Has that something you've always wanted to do or did you kind of stumble upon it? Like talk to us a little bit about that. So I've been acting since I was a little girl. Basically, I 
didn't have a whole lot of skill sets. Like my brother and my sister were really good at sports and they were really good at school and they had a lot of hobbies that they were really good at. And my parents were like, okay, so we're a sports family. Jackie's not very good at sports. What does she seem to like? And they were like, she talks a lot. <laughs> so they put me in a talent show when I was six years old. I was in my first play when I was seven. And then I don't remember ever wanting to do anything else besides being an actor mm. uh, my whole life. That's always what I wanted to be when I grew up. And then I went to college for acting and I went to grad school for acting, went on tour for a little while and then moved to New York and have been acting in New York ever since. So, but I always thought I would just do theater because theater is my first love and I thought, oh, I don't really know anything about movies or TV. Mm -hmm. I did a little bit of that in the last five or six years, but theater was always my first love. But then when I started podcasting for Hallmark, I thought, oh my gosh, I love these movies. I really want to be in these movies. So it was the Hallmark movies that kind of fanned the flame and wanted like that was your, the pull, if you will, to want to get into film. That's so interesting. Yeah, definitely. I always just thought that there's some, there's nothing like being on stage and having the audience with you and having that symbiotic relationship where you're in it together. And also, you know, you rehearse for such a long time, so you become so close to the cast. But then um, I did I had a small part in Love, Fall in Order uh, with Trevor Donovan, who I'm so glad is in the engagement plot. I can't believe I've done two movies with Trevor Donovan. <laughs> who's like he's so attractive so you think he's not going to be as nice as he is but then he's so nice and you're like what happened in your life that you're just so perfect um but I was on set for that and up until that point I had been on set for a few things a, a couple I did a couple of um things for Lifetime where I was like playing someone who got murdered or playing a killer you know all of that uh reality like the um discover id shows all that stuff okay i done that but those are just like one long day on set you don't really have camaraderie with people or anything mm. then doing love fallen order it was only a few scenes but um we were there podcasting so sean and i were there podcasting for a while too and i got close with aaron cahill and i thought oh wait a minute like the director was so incredible claire niederprum she's insanely talented and I thought this community that they're building on set is just like the theater community. I guess I just didn't realize it. So mm -hmm. then I thought maybe this is something I actually do want to do more of. Would you say, and you can speak to both theater and or film for this, um, the thing that you love the most, because what I'm hearing is with theater that it's, participatory with the audience like you're engaging the audience you're getting that that instant feedback but can you talk a little bit about film what you would say is something that you love the most about film or something you love the most about acting in general oh that's a good question I think that for me you know a lot of times people when they hear that someone is an actor they hear that I'm an actor they think that I must be really good at lying um, but <laughs> like, oh, you're a faker. You can make it up. You can act. <laughs> oh, man. I, I always 
say that I think that acting is the place where I actually feel the most free to really tell the truth mm. because there's none of the trappings of your everyday life kind of holding you back. And there was a really beautiful moment in one of the scenes in the engagement plot and the scene that I have with Rachel and Rachel and I got really, really close when we were on set and we would stay up late. We'd have all these talks um, just about life and love and um god and friendship and all these things and it was so intimate and so wonderful to develop a friendship like that and then the next day after we had had one of our late night heart to hearts we were shooting a scene that was really emotional and I was connecting with her in a way that it's like we were the characters but it's also like we're just so our hearts are so connected and for me, getting to do that through acting, you're connected with the people that you're acting with, but you're also sharing a story that will make other people feel seen and feel less alone or will make them laugh, give them comfort. I just think that it's, for me, it's just so transcendent. Like there's nothing else like it, you know? Yeah. And I could say, and I, I think I've said this in a couple of other interviews, but I think that having that real vulnerable moment between two actors, it translates so well on screen for the viewers because then we believe it because you're actually giving it to us. You know what I mean? So it's it's even a relation, like a, um, what's that word? Symbiotic, um, <laughs> um, respiratory, um, reciprocal, yes. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> moment. Like you're feeling it, we're feeling it, they're right. feeling even though you guys already recorded it and it's not like present time, it's still, because it's a moment in time that happened for you, we can still connect in that moment with you guys because of the vulnerability that you guys have shared. Well, and I love that you're saying that too, because that's something about theater that I always really like is that it's it's fleeting. But I think that with film, I actually love it for the opposite reason and that that memory is forever. It lives on forever. So it's like you're living in that moment whenever you want to. And I think for all of our favorite movies, we we have that. We can go back and transport ourselves. And that's mm. really meaningful. I love that. So let's get into the engagement plot. Can you talk to us a little bit about what the movie is and the character that you play in the movie? Sure. So I'm really excited about this movie, aside from the stuff that I do in it, which I'm very excited about. But I'm a fan of the Bachelor or Bachelorette franchise. I know it's problematic. <laughs> I know it's my feminist. I'm not thrilled that I like it, but I do. So, the definition of a guilty pleasure, literally. <laughs> that, that's exactly right, Dara. Like, I know it is, and I just own it. Yeah. And the premise of the engagement plot is that there is this TV show called The Price of Love and um, a way better host than Chris Harrison for it, by the way, <laughs> in The Price of Love in ours, uh, a wonderful woman who's just like exceptionally talented. So she's hosting The Price of Love and Will Preston, played by Trevor Donovan, is going on this show to find love, sort of, but also to really um, make his business successful. Kind of just like why anyone goes goes on these reality TV shows. They want all the followers online. They want the splash. They want their their personal branding to, you know, gain uh, because of being on the show. So 
my best friend, Hannah Knight, played by Rachel Boston, is going on this show. And she's like this sweet, wholesome, loving school teacher. I convince her to go on the show. And she's a bit reluctant. But then she meets Will. She really likes him. Um, and so I don't think I'm revealing too much of the plot because all this is in the trailer. So <laughs> no spoilers. Um, I was like, I hope I don't say too much. But Will ends up picking someone else because of what it will do for his brand. And he thinks that really Hannah might not like him that much. And then the rest of the movie is Will realizing he made a mistake, mm-hmm. having to come to our hometown and convince Hannah to be in this engagement plot with him to pretend that they are engaged so that he could save his reputation. Interesting. And so you play Hannah Knight's best friend, which like you said, is your dream. So going, touching back a little bit to when we talked about vulnerability and bringing some of yourself, what would you say, like outside of that emotional scene that you shot with Rachel, were there any other moments where you felt like you brought yourself to your character or you felt like as you were reading the script or I'm reading about um, your character, you were like, wait, that's me. Like, is there is there a way that you relate with your character? That's another great question. So the thing about this is I definitely, what I, another thing I love about acting is you can play characters that are nothing like you and you can transform. And I've been lucky enough to play lots of different characters that are very different than me. But like Carly is me on the page. (laughs) (laughs) It's basically when, um, so I ended up auditioning for this movie because Brian Bird, who's the executive producer on it, Mm -hmm. uh, he's the creator of One Calls the Hard. He's an insanely talented and kind human being. Um, His son, Taylor, wrote this script. And I was on the set for When Hope Calls. We met and we were just chatting. And he said, I have a script (laughs) that you should take a look at. You remind me of our best friend character. Wow. The reason I ended up even auditioning for it is because, not even because Brian saw my work as an actress and was like, oh, she's a good actress. She'd be good for this. He was like, wait, I think these two are like the same people. And then I auditioned and got the part. So, so much of Carly. Carly is such a hype woman for her mm-hmm. best friend, which I can totally mm-hmm. relate to. Like, yeah. female friendship is so important to me. She's, I'm also a bit of a matchmaker and she's really trying to match her best friend up. Um, she also is really tight with Hannah's dad because mm. they grew up together. And I think it's really important for me to be close with my friends' families or their friends or their partners or whoever, their coworkers, whoever is in their life, because that's how you really get to know people and deepen friendships. Like I love meeting your mom because I'm like, yeah. I get to see a whole other part of you through this other person that you're so close to. So I, yeah, Carly on the page is a lot like me. There wasn't really anything where I was like, can't relate to this. (laughs) Yeah. Now, how would you say this role was different from you compared to other roles that you've had? So usually I, even though I don't 
seem like I would, sometimes I get cast as like things that are a little darker. So mm. usually it's like, okay, the person who on the surface is really light and fun and then like a big dark side <laughs> it's usually what I end up playing mm-hmm. I think what was great about this is that maybe Carly somewhere in her inner depths has all that stuff but really we just get to see her being the quintessential best friend character there to hype Hannah up support her and just love her absolutely and completely and I thought it, it's just for me, like a couple of people said to me, because I've always wanted to play the best friend in a rom-com. And people said, oh, like, wouldn't you like to be the leading lady? Like, hold, be the leading lady of your own life. You know, don't you want to be the, yeah. like, the star? I'm like, why would I want to be the leading lady of my own life when I can be the best friend in someone else's? Like, I love being a best friend. <laughs> love that. You see why we love you. You see why you're Apple Jacks. And Apple Jacks a day. It keeps the doctor away. I'm telling you. You are necessary for human living. That's my favorite nickname, by the way, the one that you've given me, Apple Jacks. I will gladly take that honor. Oh my gosh. Now I have a question. Like, what do you think you would be doing if you weren't acting? Like if you weren't pursuing acting or theater, like what what do you what do you think you'd be doing? That's a great question. I think it's something nothing to do with acting, right? I mean, if that's what it is, I don't um, want to, you know. I think that, so I coach kids acting, but that's still so related to acting that it feels in the same world. But I think if I were to do a hard career pivot, I think I would love to be... I don't know the schooling for it and I'm I'm not saying I could do it, but I would love to be like a therapist or a counselor or a psychologist mm-hmm. because I think that's another way to really connect deeply with people and hear other people's stories. And I'm so fascinated by the human brain and how it works and how we interact with each other and not only the ways that we connect with each other, but the ways that we miss each other too. Mm-hmm. It's funny. So like the the theme I'm hearing is you really, you like stories and you like telling stories. So can you tell us to you, what, what would make a really good story? Like, what do you, what does Jax think? Jax think, oh, hello grammar. What do, what, do, <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you think makes a good story? That's a, another great question. <laughs> I, I think for me, what I get really intrigued by, and this is also probably just like how my brain works and what I get interested in. Mm-hmm. To me, a story could really be about anything. And the plot, like, yes, I love a great plot but that's not like the things that I dream up I'm like really character driven and about how characters relate to each other and I think that for me I think there was a little bit of a trend recently about having characters be very cynical and having friendships like for example in the tv show girls which I didn't watch a ton of and I appreciate bless you and uh <laughs> you were doing you were muted so i didn't need to say it but i wanted to let you know that i saw no, you it's okay i love it go ahead <laughs> Sorry. That's 
But um, like in the TV show Girls, and I'm not saying lots about that show they did a great job on, and I think we need more women on screen. Also, that show did not have enough diversity, especially in this day and age, but that's a whole other thing. Um, but sometimes I was like, do these people like each other? And don't get me wrong, I think that it's great to have conflict. We have to. Relationships aren't perfect. People aren't perfect. But I want to know that like underneath it all, no matter what the problems are, that they had this like fondness for each other. I also love a good unrequited love. Now, that may surprise you being in Hallmark where everything ends happily. But like, I think that as happy as I am, I, I sort of always had this like undercurrent of like, melancholy and I think watching things like that helped me feel like I'm less alone um and I guess the final thing for me would be characters who are deeply flawed but really trying to do their best and that is one thing that we don't see as much in Hallmark movies because our heroines are supposed to be not that messed up um and I do like seeing that in a story that we get to see someone who's just making mistakes and big ones and maybe being really selfish, but trying to figure out how they can come into the light again. What are some elements of the engagement plot based off of what you just said contributes to being a good story that people can watch and lock into? Um, well, I think that one of the relationships that I'm so intrigued by um, in the engagement plot is Hannah and her dad. Um, she lost her mom when she was little and they just have such a beautiful relationship. And I think what's also really special about the engagement plot that we don't see a lot and we don't even see a lot, even on Hallmark, even though it's wonderful family programming. Um, but Hannah and her dad, um, a lot of their relationship is rooted in a deep faith in God. And it's something that is talked about in the movie in a way that feels really organic and not like, it's just part of the story, right? And I think that that was also part of being on set is that we didn't have to pray before the day, but some people would. And it felt really nice to have a community of people coming together um, for a film that is whether or not you like faith-based content I still think you'll love the engagement plot like look if you like the bachelor bachelorette you'll like it if you think Trevor Donovan is hot you'll like it <laughs> <laughs> that's the second time you mentioned that I'm just saying <laughs> I ain't trying to put you out there but I'm just saying <laughs> Oh my gosh, I love it. I, love I mean, it. he is. Uh, yeah. it's, so it's so funny because a lot of my hometown friends are like, and they all know like what a nerd I was in high school and still am. And they're like, oh my gosh, like, do you get nervous around Trevor? I'm like, Trevor's just so nice. You all, you can't be. Like, yeah. like, you can't be nervous around Trevor because he doesn't make you feel, like, I used to always get nervous around the football players in high school yeah. or like the pretty cheerleaders I'd be like oh everyone is just amazing and Trevor is just so down to earth so yeah. yeah I would say that that and and also 
there's a really fun relationship between Trevor's character, Will, and his driver, who's like also kind of his best friend. And yeah. the thing is, the guy who played this role, it was supposed to be like a nice little role, but he blew everyone away. <laughs> and they started adding scenes for him. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that something about this set that Rachel and I have talked about after and, and she said it, she feels like it's really reflected in the film. Mm -hmm. We really were a family on set. That's what I was going to ask. Talk more about that. Like, what was it like filming the atmosphere? Like, what was that like? Well, everyone, so this was, you know, a bit of these movies and shoot really quickly. Right. You're on a pretty tight budget. Yeah. So everyone that, wanted to be a part of this was doing it because it's not like it's a money grab right it's like mm -hmm. because yeah. we love the story and we want to work with these people and having brian bird who has just done so much as like the the leader of the set right and not only was he there but his wife patty bird was there and she's an incredible woman who is so creative so thoughtful i mean she is a brilliant mind and she knows everything about this business, but she's quiet about it. So you yeah. have to like, like little, like, oh, Patty knows what's up. So it's like, yeah. they're like the mom and dad on set. And then our director, Brandon Clark, who you met at Rama Drama, right? Yeah, yeah. He's, can we, wait, can we just take a beat and talk about him busting Trevor's chops during acting with the stars? Like, he did not have to go in as hard as he did. I was hollering. I was hollering. It was so funny. Like, that was one of my favorite moments of the weekend. Because also, like, he was like that with Trevor on set, too, which was amazing. Oh. Hilarious. And the cool thing about Trevor and Brandon, they are really, really good friends now. And Trevor actually wants to get into directing, I think. So he was shadowing Brandon on the days that, I mean, Trevor had to be there almost all the time because he was right. like number one or number two in the call sheet. Right. But when he didn't have to be there, he would come just to shadow Brandon and learn. Wow. So, yeah. And like, it was funny too, because when I, when I would have a break, instead of going back to the trailers, um, sometimes members of the team would be like, oh, do you want to watch it in Video Village? So I would get to like put on the headphones and watch. And I think on other sets, it's not like that. It's very separate, right? But for this production, it was a lot different. And also what made it really special is that Ra Rachel was pregnant with her baby girl, Grace, at the time. Yeah. So it all really felt like we were there, you know, whether it was same thing with like the costume and hair and makeup women and everyone just felt like we were working together with this one common goal and sometimes on set and also like um I mean anywhere you work like whether it's an office whether it's on set whether it's theater stuff sometimes there's like contention between different departments mm, okay and I didn't feel that at all on this set it's like if there was a, a stressful thing that happened with like hair and makeup or wardrobe or something that happened on set or whatever would have everyone just like okay how can we work together to fix this there was there was no blame game mm. it was all just okay no we're all in this together like let's do this and it was so special and 
like a week or two ago, Rachel and I were talking about that. We're like, we thought it was special, but man, wasn't that really special? So yeah. you know, sometimes when you're in something, it's hard to step out of it. So you sure. might think it's worse than it is or better than yeah. it is. But we knew it was amazing at the time. And then having some distance from it, we were both like, yeah, it was great. <laughs> yeah. Now we're... I know you guys shot in Colorado, right? Were there any kind of, were there any days or specific scenes that were more difficult to shoot than others? Yeah, so when I was there, it, it was all pretty seamless. But I had already gone home when they shot all the stuff at the castle, which is where the Price of Love okay. show takes place. Yeah. So that day we have like a bunch of really gorgeous bachelorettes coming in and a, and a lot of them, right? And it's a huge castle and it's nighttime. So the lighting is all different and there's just so much going on that from what I heard, I mean, it still went amazingly well and it looks great, but I think that that was a challenging day because there was also so much coverage to get of all the different women that I think that day was a bit of uh I'm sure a little stressful to shoot yeah. all that. Yeah, now on the flip side, what would you say was the one day that sticks out as the highlight for you shooting? Okay, so for me, it would be what I would call the day of love. And Rachel Boston <laughs> called it that. She was like, it's our day of love. Oh. So she has a bunch of scenes with Will that day where they're falling in love and all that stuff. But the part of the day of love that I was a part of was that we go to a um, bridal shop and she's trying on wedding dresses for the quote unquote engagement plot. So she's not really wedding dress shopping, but she's trying on all these dresses. And Rachel Boston is famous for in all her movies for wearing wedding dresses and she's magic in a wedding dress. And I will say there's no way you could look at Rachel Boston in a wedding dress and not immediately just fall in love with who she is as a glowing human. So that day was really, really special. And what was awesome is that we actually shot it at a real um, bridal shop in Colorado. Oh. And, it, and it's a small business with amazing dresses. The woman who owns it and runs it actually has a little cameo in the movie. Oh! It just felt like we, we were really, we were, as a production, supporting a local business, and they were, as a local business, supporting our production. Yeah! And that felt really amazing. We're going back to that, Symbia, it, that's, wow. That's not crazy. That's beautiful. Like, that's, I love really, that. It I was really that. wonderful. Oh yeah. my goodness. So what would you say if you had to pick like one thing that you want people to walk away with after watching this movie? Because um, I, I spoke with Brandon concerning the movie. So I asked him the same, this Wait, same question. Will you tell me what Brandon said? I want to know what Brandon <laughs> Well, it, it's much, he gave, he gave a lot of depth like about um, being like what's real versus um, real versus reality TV, and um, also putting in the the bit on uh, social media and living life on social media and, and things of that sort. So I'm curious from your perspective, what 
what would you say as Jax, not as Carly though, like as Apple Jax, what would you say is, um, is one thing you would want the viewers to take away from the engagement plot? I think that, and I mean, I'm getting emotional thinking about it because Rachel plays it so beautifully and I'm, I'm not giving, I don't want to give anything away. Um, but I think that Hannah is someone, Rachel's character, is someone who is so good at being true to herself. But sometimes life gets in the way and you get off course. And I think that she's really good at looking to her best friend and her dad and God to, and her students <laughs> um, who are adorable in this movie, by the way, um, to bring her back to center and to help her realize who she really is. And I think that your identity can also shift and be shaped by the people you love and the people that love you. And I think that she has this idea in her mind that someone like Will isn't right for her, but I think she needs to expand her idea of what her own identity is. And I think that for all of us, we would all benefit by doing that in our own lives, staying true to ourselves while also being open to expanding our identity of our idea of who we are. That's so good. And it made me think, especially as someone who's portraying other characters, how much more important it is to find your identity and be true to yourself. Can you talk about that a little bit as someone who is in the industry, like how important identity is for you as a person? Yeah. Oh, wow. You're like if Katie Couric and Oprah had a baby, like <laughs> <laughs> love child. Um, I would say, um, yeah, for me, I think that's something I'm always working on trying to discover more. And I think that, I mean, sometimes it's silly things, right? Like a couple of, I've always been a messy person growing up my whole life. I'm messy, I'm messy. <laughs> I've got junk everywhere. I'm a hoarder. I'm disgusting. <laughs> and then like a few years ago, I was like, whoa, I need to, it's not just about being clean. It's about the fact that like, this is kind of getting inside my head and it's taking mm -hmm. up brain space. So now I am, I'm just such a clean person. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those things that this isn't like a serious identity thing, but that was a part of my identity that, oh, I'm messy and I can't do anything to change it. Mm -hmm. Then I did. And I think that with with deeper things, I mean, yeah, yeah, I think I've always had things in my head that I'm like, that's me. Mm. Oh, you're this happy person all the time. And if you're not happy all the time, people won't like you. And it's like, oh, well, I would rather be authentic mm. than happy all the time. But also... On the flip side of that, if I am happy a lot, I don't want to like tone it down just so I don't seem fake. So oh, it's like this that's back so and good. forth. 
yeah so it's like this back and forth of like trying to figure out how much other people's perception means to me and I guess that you know I've heard that I'm a people pleaser and I think that there's some truth to that but then there's another side of me that's like well why wouldn't I want to make people feel good yeah you know it's I think I'm constantly kind of toggling between my own sense of identity and self-worth but then knowing that I guess for me and like what I believe about the world that yeah my identity is important but I think it's more important how I relate to and connect with other people and I don't think that's like a popular thought and maybe it's something that I'll retract eventually but I that's what I am kind of musing over right now (laughs) yeah because I just in hearing like over the course of our conversation you're you have like this pure innate kind of love of people in in general and I love how even like how that's ingrained in you and even when it comes to your identity that's something you think about like I just I just find that so beautiful and I can completely yeah I can completely relate to you it was something I just talked about actually in a review for um that I did for another movie because sometimes I would feel the temptation to tone myself down because I feel like I can be extra in a in a space where everyone's kind of chill and mellow but if that's who I am and if that's how I'm feeling in the moment like why would I deny myself that that opportunity to really be my authentic self like and and just embrace that side of myself which is a, a another reason why I'm so grateful for even the Hallmark and up tv and gac like the the community in general because i feel like it's given me the space to embrace all of the quirks the idiosyncrasies like all of it i love that and that's the thing like i think that one of the biggest reasons why people respond to you is that they know it's authentic right like (laughs) if someone was doing what you were doing and it wasn't them it, it would maybe seem like it's too much, right? But with you, it's the exact right amount because it's you. Right. And, and all those little things, like every time you do like a funny little adorable accent or you know what I mean? Or, like, that is the stuff that it's like, because it's true, people know what's true. They just do. Yes, I, I love that. I love that so much. So Jax, I don't want to say bye, but... <laughs> Well, hang on again. We got to do another mystery, girl. <laughs> well, I mean, unfortunately, it's not up to us because you know if it was up to us. We we have mysteries once a month around the clock. We'd be out here. We'd be out here mysterying. I don't know. Look, I'm really hopeful for everything they're going to do with mahogany. Can we get me some mysteries on mahogany? That's what I want. <laughs> don't play with my emotions. Don't play with my emotions. Well, they took oh. Holly Robinson's teeth mystery away from her bring it back bring it back develop others I want to see other mysteries I want to I want to see it all I want to see it all but before I let you go and you grab some stuff out the fridge to take with you (laughs) (laughs) because you got fridge privileges um I'm gonna just this is your moment to say whatever you want to say whether it's about the movie what we talked about with storytelling confidence identity Whatever you want to say, you have the last word. Oh, I love that. Um, I 
I booked this movie the day that my manager passed away. And oh, I'm so sorry. Oh no, she was a wonderful lady and I mean, she was just incredible and she believed. She didn't call us clients. We were just her artists and she was like amazing. And it was really incredible to to that day, which was a really devastating day to to get the call that I was doing this movie and Rachel and I have talked about this a lot with this film. So many things about it just felt right. Um, and we were saying we're so grateful to be here together. And it was so much more than a movie, right? And mm -hmm. I'm really grateful to... It also came at a time when I was feeling pretty down about stuff. And I'm really grateful to Brian Bird for bringing me on board and grateful to the whole team. And I really think that people are going to like it. So I hope that they'll tune into up TV. Some people have it. Some people can watch it on friendly. I think it's yeah. on, there's all the things to watch it. All the so things. I'll be live tweeting. Um, I hope that you guys will be live tweeting and Dar, I just want to say, you know how I feel about you. <laughs> I, and You've always been, I think what's so incredible about you that I just see and I'm just so drawn to, it's, you are just such a star in your own right and so entertaining and fun and such a creative person. You're all that just you, but then you're so great at uplifting people and making them feel that way about themselves. And I think to have those two qualities in one person, that then diagrammed is does not intersect very often so I'm just so happy to be your friend and to have fridge privileges and I'm gonna go take some stuff I want some some stuff out of the fridge right now <laughs> oh my gosh can we not make a sister cry please <laughs> that was not the plan okay um but Jax thank you so much I I appreciate like when I say I appreciate the encouragement and support because much like how the engagement plot came to you at a, a low moment, this whole opportunity of being thrusted into the Hallmark podcasting space came to me at a, a low moment. Like I was dealing with stuff emotionally with, with friends and it was affecting me physically to the point where I had to like, I was on bed rest for a little bit. I had to like, I had to lay there and getting like when this, everything happened, it was just like, what? So like, I... I, I mean it when I say I, I so appreciate you. I appreciate your love. I appreciate your encouragement because it really, it really means, it means so much. It really, really does. So thank you so much. So, so, so much. Well, we're, you're stuck with me. So <laughs> I, I would have it no other way. Velcro actually was Gorilla Glue. There we go. Because <laughs> Velcro can come off. Gorilla Glue, uh, you know, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot. Well, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in or listening to Dear Hallmark. She's Applejack. My name is Dara, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode.